Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we covered some ground. We had a bit of a football chat at the top. Then we got quite serious. Yes, well, no, I wouldn't say serious. It was more about yeah. people sitting amongst you, rival fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so Did a bit fun. of that. Uh, then we had a sort of mad chat, the usual sort of covering lots of topics. Yeah, and then we we talked about pies. Yes. Queen of the, the queen of pies in football in this country is. joined yeah, us. Yeah, so yeah. does her own blog and everything. Yeah. So uh, we heard from her. So here it all is. We hope you enjoy it. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, You had a football-free night last night, so I wonder what you got up to. Well, I watched uh, Boca Confidential on Netflix, if you must know. Now, this is the new uh, series in Mm. line with what they've done at Juve and they've done at City. Yeah, it's very similar. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. And the football stuff is kind of what you'd think it is, and it's all right. But the stuff about the fans is fascinating. Yeah. It's so organised. It's unbelievable. You cannot... Because when you go there and you just see, we've all probably seen the, the end at Boca behind the goal and how mm. they have all the strips of blue and yellow bunting and it's fantastic. But you, you wonder how it all gets there and what it, because there's a lot of it. Yeah. And it's all kept in a sort of safe house in the Boca region. They can't reveal where it is in case the other fans the get The river there. fans go and burn it down. <laughs> Basically, they yeah, would, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's such a sort of military organization, the way they sort of camp to the stadium is about. Never mind one drum. So it's like be... sort of battle livery. They they sort of march it there ceremonially. Yeah. All this, in, all the it's incredible all the stuff. In all in the colours, and there's at least ten drummers, and it's amazing. The, these people are so passionate. It's quite ridiculous. Yeah, but it is. It's a fascinating documentary. It does. So, it, it, yeah, look, it spills it. over into some pretty dark areas, though, doesn't it? Oh yeah, with, I mean, the, with the how they do yeah. this, how they fund it, and all that sort of stuff. It's not. Yeah. and, and, and they're, they're in league with the club, and it's, yeah. not, it's not. And right. We've seen that around other parts. It's of in Europe. Italy too. It's, it's not yeah. ideal. And Eastern Europe, it's not ideal. When um, when the club are a bit like that, it's always no, very dangerous. Because it gives the fans license to do what they want. There yeah. isn't normally any trouble because there are no away fans allowed in Argentinian football. But mm. oh, my friend sent me his thing. He's gone viral in Argentina. He sent me this thing overnight because a well-known journalist got in their section. They don't even stand behind. They sit in a quite a nice bit. But we've all had this at uh, our football clubs, haven't we? When somebody, the opposition... You get the interloper, yeah. Interloper. Mm. And, of course, you think, really, oh, why shouldn't people be able to sit and cheer their team? But, of course, it doesn't work like that at all. People get really, really angry. It's a universal thing. And my mate, who's the most mildest-mannered man I've ever met, really, he's going mad at this bloke. He thinks he's a River fan. They all are. And uh, and it's, it's gone all over Argentina. They've turned him into some sort of figure which is really odd i mean i've never seen him behave like this i mean well, they were losing i ought to add okay <laughs> that, I did, that doesn't help i did suss at a game uh, mm. a little while ago that there was an away fan and it was at the it was at the i mean it was a bit of a daft thing to do i don't know where he got the ticket from he was mm. an arsenal fan 
and he was clearly with a Tottenham fan. And I, but I don't think the guy was a regular Tottenham fan in that area. And I, you know, you know, you sensed when there was, there was, I could I could smell the enemy within. <laughs> of course you can. And they were saying a few things, and a few things happened quite early on in the game. You didn't get a reaction. They didn't buy into that. And in mm. the end, I, I did say, Mate, I don't think this is a good idea. I yeah. said, you know, if you could go up, and he said, what do you mean? I said, no, really, if yeah. you could go up in the air. And if if Arsenal score, so I was trying to be yeah, no, no, fairly you're, subtle, you're right. and I thought I no, just I, 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 it's not it's not going to be pleasant because no. you see it a lot, don't you? Suddenly you think, mm. well, what's all that about? And you look up or to look to your side, and you see there's a guy getting pelters, and he's standing out and he's saying, well, I'm just an away fan, and you think, yeah, yeah you know, so you got to kind of save him from himself a little bit. I once used Tom Watts ticket for an Arsenal Chelsea game, and you can imagine Tom. Massive gooner for an Arsenal is. Chelsea game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I sat at the old hybrid. I sat in yeah. Tom's seat amongst all these people. Well, that was a good and, idea, and that was a very bad idea because it was a three-three. It was a very exciting game. I remember that. Dennis game. Wise equalised yeah. in the last minute, mm. and I just couldn't stop myself. Oh, you went and up? It, no, this bloke <laughs> held me down. <laughs> he yeah. saved me. I, I would have been absolutely. Gravity. Oh yeah. Wow. Just somehow I felt. I felt great, but I felt <clears> somebody's. You obviously yeah, realised that I was a Chelsea fan. Yeah. He was doing me a favour, you know. I went and watched um, QPR Spurs. Um, I got some tickets uh, w- from Mark Bircham when he was uh, at the club with, um, and sat with Birch's cousin, who's mm. also a Spurs fan. But we were right in the QPR heartland. And it was those dog days of Harry when it all went pear-shaped after the England mm. link-up. And QPR won one nil, and we stunk the place out, really. We, we kept trying to score but couldn't score. Mm. And it was a really frustrating watch. It was that old run of games where they <laughs> fell away from the... <laughs> you know, it was really frustrating. Yeah, 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 but all, they, the QPR fans could tell. I think, you know, they could tell what was going on. They were all getting so excited. They were beating mm. Tottenham, Luka Modric and all, etc. And... Um, they were giving us a bit of clog, even though we were in sort of Birch's seats. But you couldn't yeah. blame them. That wasn't that bad, but, you know, they no, were winning. So they know. It might have got worse if we go 1-2-1. Although last year, the Chelsea-Liverpool game, that was an odd one as well, where there were three Egyptian blokes sitting in front of us. Yeah. And, of course, they were there really for Salah. But, of course, if Salah did well, Liverpool did well. So mm. they might as well have been Liverpool fans. So <clears> they got pelters as well. So it's, it's, never, a, a, it's look, never a it's, great idea. We all know, look, it's not right really. It would be wonderful if we could all stand next to each other and it was all very peaceful and all it's very not like nice. the Challenge Cup final, yeah. is it? No, it's not like the Challenge <laughs> Cup final, Sally. You wouldn't see us all in various shirts. Of, it'd be great, wouldn't it? The Challenge Cup final equivalent would be Arsenal playing, say, Manchester United. Yeah. And you've got City fans in there giving the United fans clog and saying, oh, you're going to lose this one, lad. But then there's never any trouble. It's so much they all more have a tribal. Point together. I don't know what it is. It's more, yeah. Football is more tribal. It's yeah. just the way it, it, it is. It shames us all, really, to no, that extent. It's just it, the way it is. It, 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 it is. Can I just thank Nick Bailey from the drama department? Have we got what? I've talked sport? No. I didn't know we had our trails. We definitely don't have a drama department. Not by I'm involved. Stowe School in Buckingham. Oh, yeah, yeah. place where I played cricket. It's a wonderful school, a wonderful place to play. They often host the Bunbury Festival. I do. And uh, Nick is a regular listener. And uh, he found a whole load of cricket books that were condemned to uh, the recycling bin or the local charity shops. And he managed to salvage this one for you and me, Paul. Oh, yeah. It's Arlett and Truman on cricket. Oh, tremendous. Yes. It's quite a dense read, so thanks, Nick. I'll, I'll sort of try. I don't know if there's an audio book of it, but we both have a bit of a tilt at the great John Arlett, so maybe we can. You can do Fred, and I'll do Arlett. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do the audio book all these years on. Thank you very much, Nick. <laughs> very kind idea. of you. Anyway, coming up, it won't um, sell very well. I don't like we are going to have a chat with Kieran Fallon. His lad wrote his first winner mm. yesterday, 
Um, and uh, Kieran was in to see us last year. His excellent uh, autobiography was out. So fathers and sons could be a bit of a theme today, couldn't they? In the show, if we if we go on uh, Giles Corrin's experience, but we'll yeah, we'll come back that to that. We've yeah. got a little thing to run past you, which we'll do later on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. And uh, you've been telling us about how you were claimed uh, by uh, fans of. Um, other clubs, maybe before your dad got a chance to take you to a game, Giles Corrin had exactly that, the journalist. Um, mm. Looking forward to taking his lad to QPR. He wasn't quite old enough yet. He was waiting for the right moment. And there was a spare ticket going for West Ham versus Chelsea, and someone took him to that. But thankfully, as we said, it was such a stinker. He may not end up supporting either of those yeah. two sides. Unless he's a fan of counter-attacking defensive football. <laughs> he may be a real purist. <laughs> he may be, yeah. That, that sounds good. My got. six-year-old boy got claimed by Paul McCartney, uh, it says here. Uh, yes, that one. About 18 months ago, he was supposed to be a Wolves fan, but he's madly into the Beatles and asked me who Paul McCartney supported. I assumed it was Liverpool, but uh, Google told me it was Everton. He is now an Everton fan. Ah, okay. So, see, that's yeah. a, so well done, Paul. You've, uh, you've got a new fan for, uh, for Everton. Brilliant. Now, marathon world record holder Paula Radcliffe mm. and TV personalities Michelle Heaton and Ryan Libby. Uh, we're among thousands who took part in the third annual Magic Weekend at Disneyland Paris. Magic they, Weekend? I don't know if they played any rugby league. <laughs> I don't think they did. What was it? Was it the whole derby? Come on, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That would be fantastic, yeah. <laughs> I mean, which of the uh, Disney characters would be good rugby league players? I mean, I, I, oh, 08-7, I'm not even give it any thought. <laughs> really much thought. Fairly pointless cool conversation. Really, isn't <laughs> what a great it? If Disney set up a rugby league team, who would, he'd have a good balance, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, he could work quite well. Um, Usain Bolt is opening a restaurant in London. Did you know that? It's, uh, it's going to be called, yeah, it's going to, Jamaican Eatery. It's, uh, it's going to be called Tracks and Records Nice in London next month. Where's it going to be, do you know? I would imagine it, I'm probably in the east of London, I would imagine, but I don't know why I just got that feeling, but who knows? I okay, don't know, well, I'm we'll, only guessing. Andy, we will look out for that. We will look out for that. I, yeah. I've come up with a dish for it, though. Lightning Balti. Come on, that's got to be good. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, it, it, yeah, I imagine it's, uh, it's a sort of Caribbean theme well, restaurant, it is isn't really, it? Yeah, so you'd be a bit odd doing a Balti for you. <laughs> a bit odd, I agree. The, um, now... Yeah. Something else that the Ryder Cup has thrown up, Andy, oh, yeah. is is the um, the kind of culture of the ring in American sport, which we don't have in in Europe. Generally, outside of America, it's only mm. an American thing. The Super Bowl ring, yeah, the world, you know, the, the World Series, the World Series ring, Stanley, Series Cup, ring. Ring. Oh, Stanley yeah. Cup ring, and um, NBA do a ring as well. Bubba Watson has been showing off pictures of his Ryder Cup ring. Look at this. So there it is in the boxes. He oh. said, "I mean, truly blessed to have been given the players' rings. So all the players." Whether you win it or not, they all get a kind of commemorative ring. Oh, I can't see the point if you don't win it. That's, that's rubbish. You know, we take so much from American sport, uh, yeah. but we've never taken that. We It's still the medal. It's all about the medal yeah. in sport in this country. True. There's no culture of, you know, if the FA Cup winners or the <laughs> Champions League... the Champions idea, League win, the FA Cup ring. The FA Cup ring, the Champions League ring. ring. The Champions League ring would be worth owning. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, people... It's play, never happened. Play, the players who get discussed. these, I mean, yeah. he's the most treasured possession. Yeah. You ever and you see it. Players wear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who came in and saw, somebody came in and oh, somebody showed us their NFL, thing. NFL ring. It was incredible. I can't remember it was. I mean, diamonds. It was the shape of a football Super helmet. Bowl winner. Diamonds. Yeah, incredible. Mm. Um, uh, bloke wrote to the Sun today. This was good. He said, "Brilliant to see British world champion boxer Anthony Joshua maintain his unbeaten record in great style." Yeah. That's true. His Russian opponent put up a brave fight, but was found wanting. Thanks very much for telling us that. The icing on the cake was knowing that Russia's Vladimir Putin was sitting somewhere in the Kremlin, yeah. witnessing this display of British strength and resilience. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, 
He probably wasn't in the Kremlin. It was like 1am in the morning in Russia. I'm sure he was at home. Do you think he might have been? I don't think he lives in the Kremlin. Do you think he was pay-per-view? He wouldn't have gone. <laughs> no, he definitely didn't go. Sneaked in. No one saw him. Sneaked in at the back. Um, Who's that young bloke at the back? No one's... He... <laughs> oh, he looks so, such smooth skin. The It's interesting that... Um, that no one has picked up on that yet, though, because you know maybe maybe the word there is that Povetkin won in. in four, maybe they just they only showed the first they four. Cut, they cut away. They show, just show the footage of AJ's nose bleeding, and yeah. then the next thing you know, Povetkin celebrating another fight, <laughs> one of his earlier fights. Well, no, there's that 15. moment where they lift each other's arms. They could cut that in, and yeah, it could, it could look maybe like... the Russian people have no idea of what went on. And their Russian W Barrington Dolby just going. Povetkin's round between each sort of... Russian W. <laughs> Barrington Dolby. Who's w he was the inter-round summariser in the old radio days. In what sort of year was this? <laughs> a long time ago. Okay, fair enough. Now, Who was the famous boxing com- commentator that worked with him? can't remember. I'll remember. <laughs> Never mind. If you're, if you're in your, Kellner, if you're in your 90s and still alive, please do let us know. <laughs> now, I, I told you earlier on that the full outfit... Uh, to wear the the outfit that Ian Poulter was wearing earlier on in the press conference. If you if you want Kex and the top as well, the Ryder Cup mm. official Ryder Cup um, outfit. It's nine hundred pounds. Nine hundred. That's a pounds. lot of money, isn't it? Um, you can also get one or two. The Telegraph you know, gave us uh, a couple of other items you can buy for. On the American side, the American side's much cheaper. Um, well, actually, no, the beanie's not the beanie because it's got a bit more. Uh, embroidery on it. It's 25 quid, the USA official uh, uh, beanie, and the Europe one is 20. But the if you just want to cut, it's a new era cap. It's a proper kind of, as you'd know, baseball cap. You'd know the style mm. of Andy, you're king of the baseball caps. Yeah, I am, yeah. It's the ones you tend not to wear, the proper old, different shape. And it's, oh, yeah, yeah, the full. Yeah, the that's right. 40 situation. quid, that'll set you back, just with um, USA and the new era it's logo. It's money, isn't it? I suppose they're going to have a shop on the course selling. Oh, yeah, all this of course stuff. they will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want the um, uh, what else they got? The fleece vest that's uh, 110 quid, and uh, the half zip pullover jacket 125 pounds. So che- cheaper than the European stuff, but but not cheap. I've just looked up W Barrington Dory. <laughs> I thought I didn't think he'd be on Google. I think he was too old. Well, he but died he... about 1952. No, he died he? in 1975. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not that long ago. Two different stories. <laughs> okay. You see that. Um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang uh, has been. Uh, I think he got he got done for speeding, but anyway, he was hmm. uh, he was in a two hundred and seventy thousand pounds silver Lamborghini Aventador, a lovely car. So uh, he, he he sold the Ford Anglia then, is it? <laughs> and what do you expect him to be? In? No, no, but he's got a whole collection. Honestly, he's got more cars than Jack Barkley's showroom. It's like Porsche, <laughs> Ferrari. Great. Another great contemporary. Oh reference. no, that still exists. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's right, still then. in Barkley Square. So if you want to go and buy a roller, that's the place to go in Barkley Square. Oh, okay, fair enough. Not all your, I'll, all I'll your ever, roller needs. Not that I'll ever be going there for one. Let's be yeah. honest. And a good editorial in the Sun today calling for VAR. But I was thinking about this: that when VAR does come in, then there'll be people saying it's ruining football. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Um, to, you can't win with it, really. But we all knew this would happen, yeah. didn't we? We all knew oh, yeah. every time there was a duff decision, you'd get the full Franz clamour, wouldn't you? Yeah. And everybody everybody <laughs> suddenly wants it. So uh, that, that's, Franz that's not a massive surprise. <laughs> and uh, what else have we got here? Yeah, the uh, people seem quite obsessed about David Beckham's hair transplant. Now, uh, yeah, there's pictures have emerged today, and this is the hot news of the day. I mean, yesterday we brought you news that... Um, 
that uh, Rick Astley had once eaten 15 milky bars in one sitting. <laughs> That's good news. And today, it, David Beckham may or may not have had a hair transplant. Mm. This is this is the hot news. Yeah. Um, apparently, looks like uh, it's, it's a bit thicker on top. It's an interesting sort of brown thickness to his hair yeah, that a, wasn't very, there. It's a very different colour that wasn't there a, a few days ago. <laughs> no. But well, you know, he's the sort of bloke that would front up, isn't he? He'll probably they'll ask him one day and he'll say, "Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, what's your problem?" You I suppose know? if they asked him, he would admit to it. But uh, Dan Wooten, who's I think even more obsessed with the Beckhams than I am, which is that t- does take does some take doing, doing, yeah, yeah. yeah. As well as thinking that their marriage is in trouble, which he constantly writes about, he thinks that he may have undergone a hair transplant in secret because he actually has one, so he can recognise wow. all the. Uh, he was quite proudly admitting it. So he wore a hat for a couple of weeks, David, while it was bedding in. Yeah, is that, but is he that... wears a lot of hats. So you know, okay, well, look, we're, we're never going to get to the bottom of this, Andy, not in the short time we have, which <laughs> no. is a great shame because I'd <laughs> no. love to have done another hour on it. But we'll move on. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. How many football pies have I you had? Do you like a pie? I love a pie. Really? I'm a, a big the football. pie fan. Well, I mean, you know, then it depends on the quality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do see the people eating them at Chelsea, and I, I do think to myself, that's not my idea of a pie. But there you go. I'm a bit of a food snob, so. Yeah. But okay. I, I do love a pie. Well, I mean, I've, I've not had one at Chelsea, Andy, so I, I, I couldn't, yeah. um, I, I couldn't b- comment. But anyway, thankfully, someone on hand who I think has sampled many of the finest pies across the country, uh, because uh, let me read exactly what it says here, because I haven't got a lot more than this. Katie Peel was named Pucker's top pie eater yeah. after trying hundreds whilst following local team AFC Telford United. Uh, good afternoon, Katie. Good afternoon. So... Um, uh, are you a bit of a connoisseur? Is that what you do? You you, you kind of you go around and rate all the pies uh, when you're watching your team play? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, I think I was once described um, by FC United of Manchester as a pie aficionado. Okay. Oh, that's that's good. 
So, uh, so uh, a good word. So, what about have you, have you strayed? Have you strayed from your particular area of expertise in kind of in non-league football? Do you, do you kind of go into the big leagues now and again and try their pies? Um, not, not usually. No, um, it's it's kind of a thing that was born out of um, non-league and following AFC Telford, and I, I pretty much stay within non-league. Maybe dip in the the league below sometimes, mm. perhaps the league above, but. I don't go into the, the higher leagues very often, no. Oh, you would imagine there are a bit more artisan down at your level, aren't and they? And better that? value for money, I Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of the ones at the top that are sort of mass-produced, mass won't they? But maybe there'll be a bit more TLC about the ones you have at non-league level. I think so. Um, I think the general care of the, the guys that are making them in the snack bars, because often it's volunteers at non-league level, so... They seem to care a bit more about what they're doing. It's not just a case of chugging out a load of pies to, to people in sort of a concourse of a, mm. a big stadium. So, um, you're, we got do you have your own blog called Away Day Pie Girl? I do indeed. That's <laughs> brilliant. Oh, that's right. It would be a hell of a coincidence yeah. otherwise. <laughs> um, let's start with your club, uh, Telford. Then, what uh, Telford United? What, what what about the quality of their pies? Where do they rank? I mean, do they do they come top of the league? So we have uh, the ubiquitous pucker um, at mm. our ground. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, consistently good standard. Mm. OK, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then when you go on the road, um, what other ones have, have taken your fancy? So um, to, to name drop then, the, yeah. the pies at Brackley are very, very good. OK. Uh, they're made by a local producer. Um, and then you've got, I suppose, you can't really talk about my league without talking about Kidderminster's food. Okay. Yeah. You're not happy. With, I can see in your blog you're not happy with Kidderminster because, and I know why, because it's got no bottom. Is that why? <laughs> it's not a pie. Yeah, um, there you they, go. they call it. They call it the Agra pie, and they're known as Harriers pies. But mm. it's it's a, a cottage pie, which isn't really a pie. It's more of a, wow. a, a mince dish with a potato top. It's quite, that's quite a, controversial. Yeah, that's a shepherd's pie, but they, you do get a pie that's like a basically, as you say, a casserole with a lid. It's, that's a yeah. pie. Pie's got a, not a pie. Yeah, no, I mean, I, this is all—it's all quite contentious. You're saying it has to have a bottom, then. Well, you have to pick it up. Official, yeah, yeah. The producer went to Kidderminster, uh, and he, he was quite impressed with the food there. So, um, but I mean, maybe uh, he didn't—he's not a pie aficionado <laughs> like you, I would say. So. I don't think he's a food aficionado. He only ate spaghetti carbonara in Russia for three weeks. Yes, that's very—that's very true. <laughs> it wasn't the most adventurous little men. Um, <laughs> Okay, so where are, give us a few more then, Katie. Other ones that uh, you've tried that you think are quite good or, or, or other stories from the world of pieing in the lower reaches. So, I mean, it's, it's something I've been doing, obviously, for the last three years. And it, it was the first pie that I had was actually at a, a premiership game, which is a bit embarrassing. Mm. Um, having, having been here championing non-league now, as I do, mm. having, having had my first pie at uh, the West Brom versus West Ham game. Right. So and that was a that was a pucker pie and that kind of started it all off for me. West Brom, eh? Yeah, I, they've got a good reputation. They do, I, I, I've got yeah. a good bolty pie I've had had at uh, the Hawthorns a few times. I was quite impressed yeah. with their pies, I must say. That, yeah, that was. I think I think they also serve the ubiquitous pucker there, so mm. uh, so that was lovely. Okay. Um, so but I, yeah, it's it's just something I enjoy doing when I when I go to the away games. Yeah, you went to Melton Mowbray. Is that right? Did you? Have you they, they should be good, shouldn't they? Was that a pork so pie? I've been twice. I've been twice. Um, as I'm a judge at the Great British Pie Awards. Right. Ah. So I did it in first in 2017, and again this year in 2018. So, and that's where the rules come from in terms of what constitutes a pie. Okay. 
So although it's a contentious issue to be featured in the British Pie Awards, it has to have a designated base, size and a lid. So okay. the, the, the casserole with a lid doesn't cut it, unfortunately. What's the current winner? What's the current uh, number one pie in, in, in football in this country? Do you know what the, 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 the current winner is? I don't. I mean, oh. they do sports pie at the British Pie Awards, but I know that the best-selling pie, I believe, is the, the Pucker Chicken Balty. OK. Ah. Which sounds like that, like a chicken bolt, it r- rolls off the tongue, doesn't it, really? Chicken bolt, oh, Brilliant. So, um, uh, what did this award, this uh, Pie Eater of the Year, what did you get for it? So, I've won a year's supply of pies. That's pretty good, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, not all delivered on a pallet, so I don't have to find me in my freezer, thankfully, yep. or have just a really big pie week. Post your one um, a week, yep. Yeah, and then I get to visit their bakery, the Pucker Pies Bakery in nice. Leicester. Leicestershire, okay. and I get a pie-making masterclass. Wow, tremendous. Well, can't it's go wrong with that. This is good news. Some lovely pie photos on your <laughs> there blog. There are. I'm feeling really hungry now. I'm just oh, looking yeah, at that, your one blog. One of those steak pie, that big close-up. Some, lovely. There's some, there's starving there's, now. The, the food photography is very high quality, I must say, of your blog. Well, I'm, certainly, <laughs> I'm certainly very hungry. So. <laughs> anyway, well done, Katie. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. There we are, Katie Pill. You can go and find her away day pie girl uh, blog where she. Uh, mm. she I, I didn't know you, she was going to turn on Kidderminster. We're not going to have a sort of moose situation <laughs> yeah, with Kidderminster. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that, they would argue. Well, the producers know, well, redressed yeah, the Kidderminster balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, cer- he certainly did. That's so, true. Uh, they're but they're right. at your level because they're, they're National League North, you're National League South. So you That's know. right, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if you might meet in the cup or something. But he's very optimistic because he, now the Gary Johnson era has begun with two wins. So. He says they're going up, they're back-to-back years, promotions, yeah, he has predicted. Back, yeah. I mean, he's in all the time we've known him as a talkie fan, he's had no optimism. No, he's full of optimism. It's just the, huh? the, the stardust that Gary Johnson has sprinkled on the club. <laughs> Big cup win, uh, winning mm. the league. First home game this week. And he says they're back-to-back promotions. Yeah. I think Gary is hoping to get... 4,000 there this week for his first home game. The producer <laughs> thinks they haven't, haven't had that. If you are promoted, to, will there. it be the League 2 obsession? Will be that your, be your new podcast? Trouble. Yeah, they'd have to close down their non-league <laughs> podcast. That, that would be because there'd be a bit that of lead. very then. tragic. There we are then, pies in, in all their glory uh, at uh, football. Fantastic. Good. Yeah. Oh, a bit of a bit of housekeeping on the Afri- African? Accrington. African a- Stanley. <laughs> what team they are. Sounds like a character from a Guy outside, Ritchie film. Just outside. Went by the name of African, African Stanley. Stanley. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yesterday we we found we'd heard that the, uh, the well if you need to know the whole story basically a fan lost his false teeth yeah. at Accrington Stanley. Got excited the Accrington Wimbledon game That's teeth right. flew out and uh, yeah yeah so the League One outfit posted they a got picture. handed in didn't they to yeah. lost property they posted the picture tweeted it and the owner. Uh, we'd heard had claimed them. That was well, that's a, what we were told by we the club. Yes, he'd come forward to claim them. But in the paper this morning, it said last night the Lancashire club's managing director Dave Burgess revealed the club has lost them. He said we don't know where they are. To be honest, they've wandered off somewhere. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like the, that film, The Beast with Five Fingers, but for teeth. Yeah. Well, maybe they're using it to put the edge on the pies. <laughs> that's true. A good crimper. Yeah. So next time you have, yeah, next time you have a little pie at Accrington. <laughs> Those old hamsters have been used, haven't they? Just to crimp it around the side. Be nice. Very true. <laughs> there we are. That was this afternoon's uh, show. Just before we go, uh, let's just uh, remind you about uh, a special podcast from Talksport. Uh, the latest edition of Reunited is an absolute corker. It features Vinnie Jones and Paul Gascoigne, who got back together again to discuss that infamous. 
photograph taken by the late great Monty Fresco for Mirror Pictures, the one where he's uh, grabbing Gaza by the unmentionables. I don't think Vinny had realised that it happened, or well, he hadn't realised it had been photographed, that's for sure. No. It's very interesting, yeah. So it's a really good listen with those two. And that show, and in fact, the whole series is available now on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast supplier. So just search on uh, Reunited and you'll be able to listen to uh, a really excellent interview. So there we are. We'll catch up with you uh, tomorrow from one and uh, the, po- the pound cast. Yeah, everything's a pound. The podcast will be available from five o'clock. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.